Hey there, welcome to Oprick. My name's Lyra. And who are you? What are you doing in my house? Oh my god. <laughs> um, you're in my house. Okay. Um, and? But I'm Allie. And today, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, what would you say, like, our society as, or our, our civilization as a whole, our technological advancement level is at? Maybe there was a scale. Um, what would you say the scale of like one is to 10? Like what would number one be to 10? Like what is 10? What is the ultimate like? Are we in a utopia where everything is like... 10 would be like we transcend existence. We are the cloud. Yes, we are. No, no, we're not just the cloud. We're like the creators, the gods. Who says the creator isn't a cloud? Okay. Um. Okay, knowing that... 0.027. Wow. You actually reversed the numbers. Seven two. <laughs> yeah, we're point. Well, according to um, theorists, not ancient astronaut theorists, but like astrophysicists uh, that believe in this scale that mm-hmm. I'm about to talk about, that they think we're point seven two on the scale of types of civilization. Oh, okay. I'm gonna just call myself out here. I said point oh two seven, so even lower than you thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, if you you flip it, it and you drop a zero, you're good. So there's a scale that was created um, that measures a civilization's level of technological advancement. Um, this is called the Kardashev scale. Um, it was created by a Soviet astrophysicist, Nikolai Kardashev. Um, he was born in Moscow to a family of revolutionaries for the Bolshevik party. Um, he was raised by his maternal aunt until the age of 16 because his father was killed when he was younger and his mother was sent to a labor camp until he was older. Um, he attended the Moscow State University in the Astronomy Division of Mechanics and Mathematics Department. Um, he joined the Space Research Institute in 1967 before eventually becoming the deputy director in 1977. And in 1978, he started a project called Space VLBI Mission Radio Astron. And Radio Astron was a satellite meant to perform research on the structure and dynamics of radio sources within and beyond the Milky Way. The satellite launched has become an important, um, I guess, way for modern observations of like physics and astrophysics and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, He also proposed the very, the idea of very long baseline in interferometry, which is short is VLBI. Um, He also may have predicted the presence of pulsars before they were discovered in his paper, transmissions of information by extraterrestrial civilizations. Um, Do you know what a pulsar is? Um, I don't, so I assume it's something kind of spacey. Yes, so pulsars are highly magnetized rotating neutron stars that emit beams of electromagnetic radiation out of its magnetic poles. 
So but we don't like, care about any of that I was going to say, it's like kind of like a disco ball. <laughs> yeah. The light hits it and it transmits it out. <laughs> yeah. um, but we don't care about any of that. Okay. Those achievements. All right. All right. Fuck all those achievements. I was going to say, like, damn, he, he, he did a lot. He is a very accomplished man. But that paper that I mentioned is also the same paper that he proposes. So in 1964, he proposed the card shove scale which is the idea of measuring a civilization's degree of technological advancement based on the amount of energy that they're able to use. Um, so this is, of course, a hypothetical scale. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no real... Way to, like, actually measure this. Yeah, because like- really there's no other civilizations that we know of. Mm-hmm. There are, remember how I said there's 82 civilization or 82 um, alien species thought to have been in contact with the human race? Mm-hmm. So some of those races are put on the scale at certain points, but still okay. like they don't reach the like peak of the scale. Um, so it's based on the energy consumption on a cosmetic scale rather than a planetary one. So we're not just looking at like how we use our resources, like, fossil fuels, wood, all that stuff. We're not looking at that. Yeah. We're looking at how we harness the energy around us. Okay. So, um, oh God, there's a term for that. Um, God, I, I watched a video that had um, a breakdown of barnacles and somebody mentioned that the barnacle's penis <laughs> In comparison to its body, yes, is the largest penis an animal has for their body. Is is that in proportion to scale? Like, there's a term for saying that, and I can't remember what it was. But like, it's it's we're basically doing that for like our technical advancements. We're not saying to us we are very advanced. It's more so. I guess, yeah, because as you go up the scale, the where you're harnessing the energy from mm-hmm. not only becomes more clean energy, because like nuclear fission is one that's mm-hmm. like there's the difference between using like the nuclear reactors and then actually using nuclear fission, which I still like try to read about because it still like confuses me a little bit because I'm just like, are they the science same thing? is confusing? So I don't blame yeah. you to like yeah. not be super interested or take some time to like reread stuff yeah so some of the stuff doesn't make sense to me and i'm like <laughs> but there are that. i have been reading about how scientists are actually able like right now they've actually been successfully doing nuclear fission on a smaller scale mm-hmm. and getting so much power out of it and we're like a step closer to using that as a renewable energy source and cleaner energy source but that's another discussion um but back to the barnacle thing, I don't know what that's called. I'm going to go on my phone. I'll, Google it. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what I was saying. It's just like, we're not measuring our world only to like our technologic advancements or where we could or where we think we could realistically be. We're saying out of everything that's out there, this is where we fall. Yes. So if we have, let's say, a large penis... <laughs> in comparison to our body yes but like another civilization that is way larger like their body is way larger but they have an equally like 
or a smaller size penis, we would still have the larger penis in comparison to our body, despite the other entity that has a larger body and technically a larger penis. Well, how is this? How is this the comparison you came up with? It's only because I watched that barnacle video. Oh, my God. (laughs) Any other Uh, time, I probably wouldn't have brought up penises like as an actual comparison thing. This is going to become the penis the penis discussion no we're not this Um, is the only thing that we're going to talk about (laughs) until we rank aliens but it's more so like we're like baby we're still like baby we're not even like close to being like we're as advanced as we could be okay you say baby but i'm like if we're not even at a one i think of us as more as like still in the in the womb we're an embryo <laughs> yeah not an embryo like maybe like the weird gummy bear stage i don't i don't know the stages of pregnancy the weird gummy bears like where they're not like actually fully developed oh, in like human features but like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 they're still like the little super pink fleshy i guess you like, could say we're 72 percent loaded <laughs> so what's 72 percent in the womb okay that's actually yeah yeah. Because if we're 0.72, yeah. like 75% completion. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just kind of want to know where a person would be there. You can keep going, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the energy consumption is a cos- cosmic scale um, rather than a planetary one. Um, there have been other inclusions to the scale later on for including um, other different types of measurements other than pure power. So like food consumption or even a wider range of like different power levels and like other scientific, like the longevity of life and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But did you look up the... No, I I, I kind of just fell off of it. I'm not going <laughs> to think about this. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you're going to have to look at that. Uh so Kardashev first proposed the scale in his 1964 paper that he presented at a conference saying originally that there were three types of civilizations. Um, so type zero, which is not on the scale, which is mm-hmm. what we are, um, is a civilization that is using the resources on their planet for consumption. It has not developed the advanced propulsion technology and still depends on chemical or natural resources for fuel. Checks out. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Um, Type one is a planetary civilization that is able to access all energy on its planet and store it for use. They would be able to control the planet this way and control naturally occurring disasters like the hurricane that's about to hit us. (laughs) We would be able to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. oh yeah (laughs) breaking news (laughs) we're about to get hit with a hurricane apparently Uh, um, other things like volcanic eruptions they'd be able to control that earthquakes they'd be able to control that and they would be able to use nuclear energy in the form of nuclear fusion or fission I think it's fission I don't know um and start using propulsion technology as well and being able to sp- explore further into space. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I'm still stuck on nuclear fission or what was the other one? Fusion. Fusion. Okay. But basically, we're not there. We're not. We're dumb babies who didn't, haven't figured out. But scientists have barely been able to do it at a small scale. Mm-hmm. So we're not even on the big scale. And I don't think we've even come close to propulsion technology. Not in our lifetime. No. I don't think so. Um, to answer your question, fission and fusion are two distinct things. That's what I thought. Um, fission is the splitting of a heavy, unstable nucleus into two lighter nuclei. And fusion is the process where two light nuclei combine together, releasing vast amounts of energy. So that's the one, fusion. So they're working on nuclear fusion. Yes. Because that would be a cleaner, sustainable energy mm-hmm. source. Because that's like, what we're trying to do? Yeah, because the amount that goes into it, it gives off more energy. Like, not so much goes into it, but it gives out a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like the amount of energy we can get from it would, would be, be on a greater scale than what we yes. can with our current resources. Yes. Which is great. Because we're killing our planet. <laughs> also, I just want to say when I Googled this, instantly underneath uh, Google is advertising their thing now where it's asking me, want to find a song? Just hum a part of it in the Google app. Oh, I hate that. I've done that. It did not work. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess I won't use it. But anyways, let's keep let's keep going. That's off topic. So that was the type one. So they're able to control their planet, basically. Mm-hmm. So a type two would be a stellar civilization, which can directly consume the energy of the nearest star using a Dyson sphere, a Dyson ring, or other mega structures. Um, and they would basically have the capability to colonize space. So a Dyson sphere wow. or Dyson ring. What? Colonize space. Yes. Colonize <laughs> space. Uh, well, I mean, if we ever get there, I think we know who would be colonizing places. Oh, my God. The British. Of course. They yeah. love to do that. Or the Portuguese or yeah. the Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but so these Dyson mega structures were... Um, part of thought experiments by Freeman Dyson. And basically what it is, so the the Dyson sphere is a structure built around a star Mm -hmm. to harness the energy. And pulled it up on my phone. Yeah. So it basically harnesses the energy of the star for use, which some people think that that would be more complicated to build Mm -hmm. as opposed to a Dyson ring, which is just a ring around the star rather than an entire, like encompassing it in an entire sphere. It just goes around it and it does the exact same thing where it takes the energy from it for us to use. I mean, that makes sense that the ring would be not as hard. I mean, it's a ring as opposed to a whole structure around a star. Mm-hmm. Probably take less time to build, right? Yeah. Some of them look really cool when you Google them. I'm looking them up right now because I'm like, whoa. But that's the thing is like some people think some alien species are doing that with our sun. Because if you Mm -hmm. ever see the video of them, yeah, that's the video or that's the photo I see all the time. That looks sick. Um, It reminds me of, um, God, what Thor movie was it? Was it Thor Ragnarok? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he needed his new hammer. Yes. Or no, was that in the Avengers movies? It, it, yeah, was it was an Avengers movie. 
like the franchise. I, I can't remember, but he needed a new hammer. Um, but wasn't that the thing that was like around the star that they had to like propel? It's been a really long time since remember. I've seen this movie. I want to be honest. I've only seen the Thor movies. I've never seen the other ones, like the Marvels. Oh, and then it probably wasn't like the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. It's an older movie, so I mean, that's not a spoiler. Fuck you if you think it's a spoiler. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's been out for a long spoiler. time. Come on. But I'm pretty sure that's a thing that was around it. Again, I could be wrong. It's been a hot second since I've seen the movies. Um, but some people think that some of the alien species we've been in contact with um, are parts of like these types of civilization. Oh my God. Hold on. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Thor or not Thor. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aliens are doing that to our son and stealing our son's power and taking it back to wherever. Is what some people think. Oh. Do you think we would be able to see the structures around it then? Or would it be like nearly invisible? Would they not, be advanced enough to like hide their structure? It's not that they're building a structure around it. It's just that. Ha- have you seen that video where the alien spaceship like goes up close to it and you see like whatever seeping from the sun starts going to the spaceship and then the spaceship darts off? No. Oh, I, I guess I'll have to do some more research. I guess I'll show you that video. Yeah. Um, but that's why some people think we're like a gas station. Oh, because our star has enough power to like help out. Yeah. Like just refuel for a second and then like blast off. Basically. We don't have anything else of value because we're trash. Yep. Well, we're like a zoo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. So after a type two is a type three, which is a galactic civilization civilization able to capture all the energy within its galaxy and they mean everything such as black holes stars um the sun which is a st- which is a big star mm-hmm. um and they would be able to use anti-gravity technology and wormholes for travel um and so this would mark that the civilization is starting to want to expand their lifespan lifespans and become almost like immortal mm-hmm. and so you're they basically want to transcend their physical being. Again, I you told me that we would potentially live to like the age 100 or over that. Mm-hmm. Imagine a lifetime like of just always being alive. No, no thank you. Lifetime. Imagine an eternity. Because a lifetime kind of says like there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. Rather yes, than an so. eternity is like that's too much i'm tired thinking about that it did pull up the picture of like that little spaceship stealing some energy with the tiny beam Mm -hmm. yep and then it shoots off well not gonna watch the video but there's a video if it makes you feel better they think for us to reach a type one is gonna be another 100 to 200 years for us to reach a type three is think was like a hundred thousand years so wow We're not going to transcend our bodies anytime soon. I mean, isn't our universe not... Well, is our universe even going to last that long? Past 100,000 years, yes. Our planet, no. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It's a planet. Yes. Our universe is... have like a doomsday day? Yeah, our universe is supposed to last a couple more million years. Mm. 
not billion, million. Million. Um, but our planet itself, they don't think it's going to last like another thousand years. The human race is supposed to last less than that. So that's the thing is like you got different things. Like, yeah. I was thinking more specifically like, I guess, human race slash Earth. Well, Earth, they think, is going to last another, I want to say, 1,000 to 5,000 years, or even more than that. I'm but so the human race, I don't think they gonna, They think it's going to last another 100 years. We are all one race, the human race. I really fucking hate that saying. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though. Um, so those are the three he proposed. One, two, and three. Um, there have been additional levels added by astrophysicists who have expanded on this theory, such as Carl Sagan and Michio Kaku. Um, so there's the type four, which is a universal civilization using similar energy means as type three, but now they're starting to use supernovas. Um, and so one of the difference is that, so a type three was using existing wormholes mm -hmm. to be able to travel through space. Um, a type four is starting to create their own wormholes to be able to travel through. And they're traveling through the galaxy in search of supernovas to steal the power. Um, they will, this is also the stage where they will begin to extract their consciousness out of their physical beings and where they can begin to create life. So this is a type of civilization that's believed to have started. So like the Anunnaki, mm -hmm. how potentially they could be a type four because they're believed to have created the human civilization or human hybrids. Okay. Okay. So as we go up the scale, I keep like feeling like we get more, they get more and more villainous. It's like they're out to steal something bigger each time. Well, I mean, the more that you transcend the body or, like, your physical form, you're supposed to become enlightened. Because the way it's described, too, is, like, the higher the level, the more you realize, like, oh, there's more to the universe and all that, like, you know, spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. So, as far as villainous, I don't know. I don't know. They just keep stealing stuff is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, they're taking energy. They're yeah they're from taking the it from i don't know probably things that need it too space whales space whales <laughs> actually um again i keep going back to like old media i've seen um i recently got reminded about that courage the cowardly dog episode with the space squids i was like oh that makes me so sad so when you said space whale it's just like oh those are evil yeah <laughs> <laughs> So a type five civilization is a multiversal civilization using white holes for energy. The hell's a white hole? You haven't heard of a white hole? I've never heard of a white hole. The only white hole that I've ever heard of is on a person. Okay. Well, white holes are basically the opposite of black holes. So you know how okay. black holes suck in everything and like nothing can escape it? Yeah. So white hole, nothing, it can't keep in anything basically. So it's just spewing out all this like energy. So it's like stuff. pushing things away from it? Yes. Okay. So 
Um, the type five civilizations are harnessing white holes for energy and using them to travel to other universes. So they're mastering the three dimensional plane. I'm so confused. How do you harness energy from that? Has anyone ever talked about that? Yeah, but I don't understand the science. Oh, okay. That's fine. If there was a dumbed down version, probably would ask more about like what that is. But if it's too complicated, it's too complicated um, to talk about. Yeah. But they are traveling to other universes, right? Mm -hmm. But they're kind of still stuck in a three dimensional plane, right? Mm hmm. Um, because like us, if we were to go to the fourth dimension, our three-dimensional bodies would just like not be able to handle it, supposedly, or allegedly. What dimension are we in? Are we I always in the third dimension? or is- Yeah, I thought we were in the third dimension. Oh. I don't, I thought it coincided with like all of the senses. Like 3D would just be three senses. Then again, I maybe I'm just confusing it with something else. Because I'm also thinking about, like, 4D movies where, like, there's smells. Like, you remember those? Excuse me. Um, they would give you, like, oh, a little yeah, card yeah, to, like, yeah, scratch yeah. and sniff the at 4D, certain parts. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking of. So maybe that's why I'm not c- quite understanding that. Um, so a quick Google search says fourth dimensional s- dimensional space is the mathematical extension of the concept of three-dimensional space okay i got it no i got it so it's not talking about actual like senses it's talking about like it's talking about the we're not on the x y and z plane we're on the like what's the letter before x oh my gosh w w we're on the w x y z plane yes okay i got it i got it i understand now yeah (laughs) i was like (laughs) no this is like a uh, mathematical scientific thing again i'm relating it to something that has nothing to do with it yeah i was like where did she start getting with senses <laughs> uh-huh. but oh no i lost my thing oh it's in google chrome <laughs> i was like where are my notes so um a type five is still stuck in the three-dimensional plane basically mm-hmm. So while they can travel to other universes or like, I guess you could say parallel timelines, um, they're still stuck. Whereas a type six is a multi-dimensional civilization traveling between these dimensions. So they're able, they're existing in pure consciousness. And that's why they're able to travel between dimensions because they're no longer in their physical body. They're no longer corporeal. Exactly. Okay. So they're able to easily travel to the fourth dimension and like travel back. And they are basically starting to travel through space and time and they become uh, omniscient Um, and just basically, um, what? I'm just trying to to figure out how to say that word too. Omniscient? Omniscient? Omni. They just know everything. They're like godlike. Omnipotent? Omnipotent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like, I don't, I think I've ever heard omniscient. omniscient. I've heard of omnipotent. Um, but yeah, so this is also the part, though, that the civilization starts to think, well, what create, like, 
what created me and what created everything, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're God-like themselves, right? And if type four is where you start to be able to create life, yeah, like type six, who knows what you could do in terms of creation, right? Would they be able to create um, unlimited energy themselves? Like create energy? Or is it just still stuck to like, I guess, cor- corporeal things? Physical things? I think at this point they would be. But they'd still be able to get powers like the previous ways. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know what their power source is really. What exactly their limits are. Yeah. But a type six civilization seems to be like, to me, it seems to be like the stopping point because a type seven civilization is the creator civilization. So basically it sounds like a type six civilization cannot pass to become a type seven because the type seven civilization is like existence itself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess, basically God. Okay, here's where I'm a little bit confused. Six kind of is just the same as seven. And I'm not really seeing a lot of the difference between the two. I know, that's why looking it up, it confuses me too sometimes. Because I'm like, okay, if type six is like supposed to be able to do everything. Yeah, and they're not non-corporeal. They're just, I don't know, again, like a nebulous thing, a yeah. thought, whatever. Yes. Then what separates it from something that is also a god, which a lot of people just think is more nebulous. Yeah. I and all-powerful, omnipotent, both of them are. Type 7 and type 6 confuse me because I, to me, I'm like, can't they just be the same thing? But I don't know. Yeah, type 7 is just known as the creator civilization. And it's just, it sounds like a type 6 can't become a type 7. They can't? No. Why not? I don't know. You're asking me questions that, like, I have the same questions where I'm like, well, why can't they? Like, Well, I'm glad that you have the same questions because that means I'm asking the right questions. Exactly. Because I want to know why. Why? I'm literally just reverting back to being a toddler and asking why to everything. But this is, like, it's all hypothetical, so there's no way to, like, measure this. Everything's hypothetical at the start. I just watched Oppenheimer. And just, you know. I want to go watch it. Do you want to go watch it after? No. We can go watch it. I don't mind seeing it again. No, it's okay. Whatever. Do you want to go see the Barbie movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the possibility of these civilizations existing or the evolution probability for us to become that, right? Mm-hmm. Kardashev proposed six scenarios in 1997 um, for the evolution of such civilizations. So the first scenario is of a large unification of civilizations. So kind of like, to me, it sounded like a galactic federation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so basically they would spread over a vast amount of space and the universe 
um, with the concentration in one particular region. Uh, and he said this has the probability of 60%, that there's just one part of like section of space that has like this galactic alliance mm -hmm. of these civilizations. I feel like that checks out. I and believe it. So these civilizations are to be searched for within the most powerful quasars or in the galact in like a galactic bulge, which I had to look up what that was because I was like, that sounds made up. It's real though? It is. It's a tightly packed group of stars. Oh. <laughs> Again, it's going back to the whole penis thing. I'm not going to say it though. <laughs> I know. I was like, why did they choose the word bulge? I mean, I feel like pouch, collection, I'm sure there are better synonyms than that. <laughs> I mean, like a, clus a cluster. <laughs> uh, there could have been a lot of words. They could have pulled out the, th the thesaurus. Yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> um, so he also said if we had contact with such civilizations that humanity would see progress in all areas of society in order to join this super civilization. It is also expected that this civilization would create a conservatory on Earth to, like, study us. Because we're so baby. <laughs> yeah, again, we, they just want to babysit us. Exactly. Um, the second scenario is the unification of a galactic cluster, which only has about a 20% probability. Um, Kardashev advises to observe the Virgo cluster and other clusters in the vicinity, similar, into the, similar to the first scenario, with the consequences being same as the first, where they would just be observing us, mm -hmm. and we were trying to be... Um, progressing to be able to join the super civilization which a lot of these the consequences of scenarios all end with us trying to be part of the super civilization um the third scenario was the unification on the scale of galaxies which only has a 10 percent probability according to kardashev um, he said to confirm this, we would have to examine galactic centers of both the Milky Way and other neighboring galaxies, which again, the consequences being the same as the first, where mm -hmm. we would just join this super civilization and they would be observing us to make sure we're making the progress. Um, the fourth scenario was a complete colonization of space. So basically a civilization just comes out and tries to colonize everything. And he says, this has no probability of being realized because if it were to happen, then they would already be on Earth. However, there are people who believe that that is not the case because they think there's already an alien species like colonizing yeah. on Earth. I mean, it almost makes sense with the recent discoveries. So, yeah. So that's what's like, it is from 1997. So versus now, it's like different probabilities. Mm -hmm. The probability has gone up. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the fifth scenario 
is that all civilizations have self-destructed before any contact and the problem. <laughs> so we're the only ones left. Oh. <laughs> um, he said the probability of this was 10%. And that basically what we have to do is continue to explore space. And all we're going to find is their ancient megastructures near um, the vicinity of other stars. But that we would have no contact because they're all dead. I don't know if this is messed up to say, but I feel like that'd be so cool to find. Like ancient mm-hmm. civilizations that have died out because like we, we find them here and it's super interesting. But like imagine finding an alien one and just being able to like try to piece things together that sounds so fascinating well it's kind of like did you watch the movie prometheus no oh you should watch it. i'm not a big space movie fan well it's based off the alien or it's like a prequel to the alien movies oh i've also never watched the alien movies (laughs) they're so good but it's basically like they go to this planet and find the creators Mm mm-hmm and it's all this ancient technology and it's pretty cool you should watch it okay. it's not very scary there is some gross I'm sorry is that it. um you kind of calling me a baby no i scare easily i don't i'm just saying I'm a big girl it's not that scary i wish it was scary i wish it was scarier um there is a gross i mean it it's basically an abortion Mm-hmm. Um, because she has an alien baby in her. And she wants to get rid of it. Yeah, and she cuts herself open, takes it out. Like That part is pretty gross. Okay. I mean, babies are gross. We are baby. We're gross. Yes. People are gross. True. Um, but also on another note, have you ever seen that video? There's a YouTube video I watched a long time ago where the, I guess there's a theory that either... We have not been contacted by aliens because they don't want to talk to us. I I mean, I don't think I've seen a video about that, but I've definitely heard that. And I'm like, yeah, I believe it. We're kind of like the the Florida people of the universe. But then there's so on on the other side of that is that we haven't been contacted because Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. And by the time we reach like that kind of deep space exploration with mm-hmm. people that it's too late and everyone's dead. I was like, that's so depressing. That is really depressing. I have a question. How do you think it would work to like, let's say there is a civilization out there. We make contact with them. We're able to consistently make contact with them. How do you think that there would ever be like a delay in like, let's say we're calling them on a phone that can con- we can contact each other on? Like for sure we can. Do you think there's like a slight delay in time between the two of us? So like they say a word, it's like Tuesday at 4 p.m. We hear it Wednesday at like 9 p.m. or something. In regards to that, I think 100% yes, because. Like space, the how mean, uh, light and sound travel. Uh, yeah, because it's just like, think of like light years. Yeah. 
But I also am just like, maybe that's a really stupid thought because there's no delay when we call somebody from like across um, like states or across the world. It's not like, imagine if someone's like deep in space, if they Mm -hmm. send a transmission to us, there's going to be a delay in it because it's traveling over like light years away. I don't I'm, making think, my, I'm making myself overthink a lot and I'm like, I'm having a meltdown in my brain. <laughs> I don't think, so think about it this way. I don't think if we were to colonize, let's say Mars, mm-hmm. or if we were to establish a base on Mars, um, I don't think if I, let's say you lived on Mars. Do I don't want to live on Mars. Mars. Where do you want to live? Venus. All right. Let's say you lived on Venus. Okay. If I were to text you or call you, I don't think it's like now where we're on the same planet, you would get it at the same time. It would probably take like it however long a, it would take to travel to, yeah. to Venus or whatever sound Let's would take. Let's say two days. Let's yeah. say it'll take two days to travel to you. That's the thing. It's like it still has to travel through space. And unless maybe by the time we get to that, communication will be so advanced. That it'd be instantaneous. Yeah. But there still might be a slight delay because it's like interplanetary. Okay. I'm just going to continue thinking about this and screaming in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so the fifth scenario is that everyone's dead. Um, <laughs> the last scenario, which is the sixth scenario that Kardashev proposed, is that we are the first and the only ones in the universe um, which he estimated to be 10% probability and that only the continued exploration of space can confirm this, um, which he said seems unlikely given that life seems to have appeared several billion years ago. Um, he said we can imagine to get contact from like extraterrestrial civilizations in the distant future and that the consequences would be the same to the first three scenarios where it's like we would contact them. They would sh- share, not share their progress, but like see our progress and just basically like study us. And then ast- astronomer Barrow, I forgot to get his first name. So we only have his last name. <laughs> He he proposed a reversed classification for civilizations. Um, And to me, this more so focuses on manipulating organic life and then focusing on technology. But he said a type one minus is capable of manipulating objects over the scale of themselves. Um, So building structures, mining, um, just basically what we are now Mm -hmm. Um, type two minus is capable of manipulating genes and altering the development of living things, Um, transplanting or replacing parts of themselves. So I imagine like if you lose an arm, you'd be able to, we can get you another one. We can do that. A whole arm. Yeah. There's actually a case of a woman who lost her arms. She got an arm transplant the arms like are on her they actually um started kind of resembling her own body like her pigment on her skin and like they i think they started to like um 
they they were from somebody who who was I think taller than her, so they were like longer. I think they like ended up like shrinking back a little bit or something. We can do arm transplants. That is so sick. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I'll I'll find the thought, article that I saw. I thought if they tried to do it because the you know like the nerve endings have to be connected. I mean, I'm can- sure it's a super like intense and extensive surgery, and you wouldn't have full mobility of the arms, but you can still attach new arms and get some mobility out of it that's pretty sick yeah and again i i don't think that there's like a not a bank but like you know like as much of a like (laughs) well no (laughs) i'm thinking of this like for organs we're able to like preserve organs a little bit better imagine having to preserve a whole arm That would be a lot harder to do. So I think it has to be like in the moment they can transplant arms onto a person. Yeah. But now we're figuring out how to make matter like the synthetic meat. People are like growing meat in labs now. I know. I saw that. So now we're doing kind of like that. Um, But along that, so replacing parts of our being, um, we can begin engineering or this type type two minus would be able to engineer their genetic code which ivf has been doing that kind of because ivf treatment now you can literally like they can take the embryo and the sperm and make it a boy or a girl yeah the way i interpret that is we can change like i would be able to change my genetic code now as a 20 late 20 something year old (laughs) Not like before, like, you know, yeah. I'm, I start to actually develop as a person. Yeah. But you're correct. We are doing that with IVF and other. I think there's persons. a movie about that. Changing know. your genetic code or yeah. changing a baby's genetic code? Well, it's Both. like couples can opt to um, basically choose the color of the eyes. Oh, I think I know what color, movie you're talking about. And I have no idea what it's called. Yeah. Um. So then a type 3 minus is capable of manipulating molecules and molecular bonds. um, And they're basically able to create new materials from nothing. A type 4 minus is capable of manipulating individual atoms, creating nanotechnologies on the atomic scale and creating complex forms of artificial life. Type 5 minus is capable of manipulating the atomic nucleus and engineering the nucleons that compose it. Type 6 minus is capable of manipulating the most elementary parts of matter to create organized complexity among populations of elementary particles. And then the last one, according to Barrow, is type omega minus, which is capable of manipulating the basic structures of space and time. So basically back to they can create pretty much anything because Mm -hmm. they can manipulate everything. So where are we on the scale? We are barely heading towards a type one civilization, but we aren't even close. Carl Sagan said that we are 0.72 and it would be 100 to 200 years until we reached a type 1, according to theorists. Um, not the ancient astronaut time. This is like actual scientific people. <laughs> you know, people who have a lot of more um, experience with this and knowledge and probably 
have more concise theories that would, you know, fit the way our reality is. People who went to school and have masters or doctorates. In this kind of stuff. Yes. But yeah, that's all I have for you. Wow. Super interesting. I'm glad I was kind of right about where we are on the scale. I mean, I definitely thought we were a lot dumber than what we really are. I mean, personally... I don't think we're going to reach a type one civilization. Oh, God, no. That seems like it's light years away. (laughs) And we only have a couple thousand left, right? Yeah, but I think the humanity as a whole is going to go extinct before we reach that. Yeah, just like the dinosaurs. Um, I did find the article with the the woman. Oh, her hands are so big. Because they're they're men's arms. They're men's arms. So, yeah. That's pretty They cool. were bigger. Oh. <laughs> and then her, like, you can see, like, they kind of match her skin tone a little bit. But there's still a little bit of, like, discoloration between them. But the fact that she can, that's her lifting it up. Yeah. That's amazing. Was it whole arm or just, like, the lower arm? It looks like it's a little bit, like, below, like, the shoulder, like, right here. This is, um, I think, when it happened. Like, after the surgery. So, like, you can see where her bandages are. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Right? Science. It's so cool. But, yeah, that's all you got. Mm -hmm. You can get arm transplants, and we're stupid compared (laughs) to the rest of the universe. It's very true. Mm -hmm. But one day we will transcend these. The need for arms. Well, and, well, yeah, that's kind of implied, but. Our consciousness will be extracted from these bodies. Ah, we're talking about death. No. We're talking about an eternity. I don't want it. That's too damn bad. Okay, Grandpa. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you want more content, you can follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Ofric or Ofric Podcast. But yeah, that does it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.